Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of Anime Tour Bus. It's me, your non-expert Eric. And who's that sitting right next to me? Well, that's you, listener. And who's that sitting up front? That's Metzger. You know her. We love her. She's our expert. She does anime so good that she decided that we needed a podcast about... Honestly, I decided we needed a podcast because I, I wanted to do a podcast. And I thought it'd be fun. And then we'd once joked about this at our food place. And then we said... Well, yeah, Eric doesn't really like know or like anything about, uh, about about anime. So, like, what if we did a podcast about that where there's kind of a non-expert thing? And then, like, last minute I threw in this whole anime bus thing. And, well, then one just showed up in front of Metzger's bus. Metzger, I've been writing a book. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I got real into this idea that I should write a, a fantasy uh, a, a adventure book, and I'm on chapter two. I'm almost finished with chapter two of it, and like that's been over the span of like three days, and I got it in my head that I'm going to do this. I misinterpreted what you were saying for a second and thought you were telling me that you were on chapter two and you were almost done with the book. And I was like, oh, yeah, what a great read. That would be hilarious. Uh, that'd be so good. We need you to save the world. Okay, what does that mean? Go press that button over there. You mean there's no trials or tribulations or hero's journey I have to go to? No, but only you can press the button. Okay. Boop. Did I do it? Yes, and you saved the world, and there were no big consequences whatsoever that need further exposition. The end. The sequel is that you were lied to and it turns out that it was a secret like it, it was the villain that convinced you to do that and now you have to write your wrong. Yeah, so the sequel is going to be exquisitely wrong. Long. <laughs> Not wrong. Long. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got it in my head that I'm going to write a book and I've been doing that basically nonstop. Um, and it's been going very well. Thank you for asking. So we're yeah, going to need to sounds like your brand of neurodivergence. Yeah, I yeah. Right. And my my concern is that if I don't do it all now, I'm going to run out of steam. But luckily, it's fun to do. This isn't like like a thing where like uh, it feels like I have to put it like it's it's creative writing and it feels good to do kind of relaxing and fun book kind of writes itself for lack of a better way to say um so that's fun anyways so let's let's get on with this because i got i got more adventures to write metzger we watched two two episodes of a podcast uh, (laughs) yeah okay listener listener before we rolled metzger and i like huddled we grabbed each other's shoulders we leaned forward, stuck our butts out, head to head, and we said, "We're not gonna fuck this up. <laughs> we're gonna do this fast and good. We're we're gonna. Okay, we got shit to do." We did, we did accurately be like, "We're not gonna fuck it up this time. One take, all or nothing. We do good job. We do good job." Metzger, for this podcast episode, we watched two anime episodes. The first one was Jujutsu Kaisen. The second was uh, Zom 100. Uh, Which would you like to start with? The second is Zom 100. So, Metzger, have you ever wanted a treehouse? Yes, actually. Yes, I did as a child. 
I I had friends that had tree houses and like they weren't good, but like I could see the potential there for like a good tree house. And then I watched a show called Backyard Builds and they made um a tree house that cost forty thousand dollars. And um, uh yeah. I imagine the reason like Eric I imagine that Eric pissed off a lot of his friends because they had tree houses and he would want to play building inspector. He would come in and write them citations for their improper builds. This, this rope ladder doesn't meet code. <laughs> Eric shows up with a tiny hard hat and a clipboard and a pen, giving people disapproving looks and just jotting things down in a language that doesn't exist. Yeah, and... I mean, li- listen, listen, I, I'm not like that good at inspecting buildings, but I know when something's not up to code, you know, like when somebody could bridge to Terabithia, it, you know? So we never really had any good trees in our yard to be able to have a tree house, but our neighbor would let me play in their tree. So I didn't have a tree house, but I did have a tree. And I did climb and hang out in that tree. I I was tree homeless. Squatters rights. You, we had two good trees, but my parents didn't love me. Hey, listener, <laughs> this is, this is the podcast where we Eric every week reveals uh, dark truths or secrets or weird facts about how he's never peed in a pool or things like that. And we all laugh together about it. Um, Metzger, can you give me a synopsis of ZOM 100? In ZOM 100 this week, we take a small detour to save a man from a bear, build a, po- or build a podcast, build a treehouse, and then we go... Metzger, I gotta stop you. I'm throwing a, fa- a foul on the play. Can you give me give me one more go of that intro, that, that uh, synopsis? Why are we like this? Metzger, you said to save a man from a bear. And if records oh, shows, it right. was a boar, not a bear. Classic mistake. A true blunder. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know what happened when that boar showed up on that screen, right? The old quandary arose once again. Did you not, though? Of course I did. Are you kidding me? Every time I see a boar now, I'm like, at least it's not a bear. (laughs) (laughs) No, every time I see a bear, I'm like, could be a boar. Oh man, it's real awkward. <laughs> it's very optimistic. At least it's not a boar. At least it's not a bear. <laughs> One of these days, the boars and bears are going to team up together, and then we're really fucked. Yeah, a boar r- riding a bear into combat. This is what racists mean when they say that uh, they just shouldn't mix, right? Yeah, when when they say They're racists obviously... shouldn't mix, it's obviously boar bear race. Yeah, because then they would overtake humanity and we would have boar bear hybrids that like uh, can you imagine a bear running at you going Wee! 
<laughs> God damn. Okay. We do. So what happens? Okay, we, we have we're almost <laughs> we're almost at the village. And we encounter a tunnel and both sides are sealed off and it's just full of zombies. And uh Only ways the long way. Yeah, luckily Akira knows a way. And they pack up their backpacks, which I just love that the little German girl is going full feudal Japan on it. She's got like the rolled bag tied around her shoulder. She's got her long bow. And, you know, that long bow really comes in handy. She's a dead eye, huh? She's a good shot. I mean, listen, how, how much practice could she have had? until the zombie apocalypse but then during the zombie apocalypse all the practice you want right my concern when i saw that was isn't she gonna run out of arrows like there's a lot of things around that need shooting yeah but that's what the other weapon is for no okay this is just for she she only does long distance the shortest distance she does is the pole arm but they encounter a man who's running from a zombie boar. They take it down pretty easy. It's definitely no zombie shark. Oh, man. I'm waiting for the live action to come out so I can see that fucking shark real good. And then they uh, help this old man. He's a master carpenter. He's decided to move into the woods, and he's just going to build himself a treehouse and just live out the rest of his days. And Akira is bonding with the man in a way that only Akira can. And is like, I used to beg my dad to build me a tree house. And the old man's like, my son used to beg me for a tree house. And then I murdered him and my wife after they'd been turned into zombies. Yeah, it was the most tropey thing, right? Like He pretty much plays Akira the zombie version of Cats in the Cradle. And it really resonates with Akira. So he he continues on. Second part of Zom 100. Yeah, he makes it home. He is panicked that everyone is dead. But really, they're just having like a weird drunk midday moment. And Akira kind of ruins the vibe. Like he comes in blabbering shit about respect and how he's like a terrible son and so ungrateful. And he's never done anything good for them. And his dad just hits him in the face. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? Like, I... Dad, dad, what, what the fuck, dude? And his, and he's trying to help his mom and give back. And mom's like, actually, like I'll do the dishes and stuff. You can just don't, don't really worry about. It. It's almost like they're cold shouldering him, but, but I wonder is has he changed? And you know, if has he changed in such a way that they haven't, or did the zombie apocalypse change them differently? I think that they've probably always coddled him. He probably has like firstborn son syndrome or like little prince syndrome. And like he didn't really ever appreciate what they did for him until he went to, you know, off to the city. I I think maybe the dad's thing with him is like you look down on me because I'm just some dumb farmer. Like, we heard him explicitly say that, right? Yeah. Yeah, we heard... Well, Akira said it in his mind. Yeah, but, like, I think maybe the dad kind of knows. Um, 
Yeah, of course he knows. But the real big thing is dad's coughing up blood. Yeah, dad. dad's not long for this world. Yeah, but he doesn't seem like he's zombie infected. He's just got tuberculosis or something. But then there's this other guy. There's our anti-Akira. We have an actual antagonist now. Yeah, isn't that crazy? This dude's like straight up anarchist. Yeah, he's like, the whole world's looking down on me and we're all going to die anyway, so we might as well have some fun. He and literally has a black notebook. We have a death note situation. Yeah. And it looks like they're going to set the zombies free. Um, Which isn't good because that's where his dad and mom live and yeah. everyone else. So we're going to deal with that next week, but that's where it pretty much leaves off. So why don't you transition? Hey everyone! Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm maybe maybe as a reward, I'll I'll give out like a chapter of my book, something. If you just fucking talk to us on our goddamn social media, you you just kidding. We love you. Uh, hey, check us out at Weebo uh, at me you and weebo.wordpress.com <laughs> at Twitter at anime underscore bus and at Instagram at anime tour bus. I did it backwards from memory. Uh -huh. <laughs> that was hard. Ah, okay. Shouldn't do that on the speed that. episode. Hey, Metsuer, what happened in Juju? It was a really mommy bomb. Metsuer, um, I'm, a I'm actually gonna, um, I'm gonna kind of uh, give, give the end a little bit here. Um, I, yeah, no, definitely. This is the one time that it would be appropriate. Metzger, I from from like my research about like Jujutsu Kaisen, from listening to other things and people and and shit talk about like Jujutsu Kaisen, the the uh, the manga, and uh, and like the entire like story and as it's written, the author makes fun of Gojo, and we've talked about it before of how he says like Gojo doesn't have a personality and like you know he's too powerful and real stupid and all that. He makes fun because early on he made Gojo and Gojo was just too powerful. Um, and they even address that in this episode, like saying he's the strongest. Um, yeah. So throughout Juju, the author just kept trying to find different ways to put Gojo in a box. Different boxes. And we finally yeah. stumbled across the first box. And we have to keep limiting him because if he doesn't have a limit, if there's not something going on, then he's going to have the solution to every problem. Well, and that's what happened in the, the seasons of Smallville, right? Like, it's how do we take away particular Clark powers or all of his Clark powers? He's human now. It's no longer about him being Superman. He's just he's just a farmer boy with a heart of gold. Or maybe his powers got a switcheroni. We'll always restore the norm, but but listen, for a while... Let's see what he do. Let's let him cook. So basically, they smallvilled my boy Gojo. Yeah, if you listen to this very particular uh, interview, the creator, the mangaka, explains to you that he took his inspiration from Smallville. 
I know that's not what you said, but I just wanted to say that. So this episode was actually, and I thought this episode was a blast, even though it seems like most of it, well, actually, we killed someone that I loved, and that made me upset. Who do we who do we kill off that you liked? I love Hanami. Ah uh, yes. Ah uh, yes. Upset that they dropped the whole backwards thing with Hanami's speech. I don't know. I guess maybe since it was all internal monologue, Hanami doesn't speak backwards in their own mind. Dude. Do they Yoda it? I've never noticed. No, it's not Yoda it where they like mix up the grammar. They literally um, run the audio track backwards when Hanami speaks. I did. I've never noticed that. Uh, good on you, Eric. Okay. Well, well, so yeah, there's big fight. Gojo's like having to do cold hard logic and stuff like that. They uh, show him his dead friend. Yeah, so what's what's going on is it starts at the end. Gojo's standing there with two two heads in his hand, out of breath. He's pretty spent. And then it picks, then it does a, t- a time bend, and it picks back up where we actually would have left off. And uh, go, wait, what's his name? Oh, what is the volcano dude's name? They said it, like, all the time. But him and Hanami are fighting, and uh, they my brain. They were trying to keep him in close combat, you like by using a limited version of their own cursed energy, so that way he can't just grab them and murder them instantly. Uh, Hanami takes a step back and decides, fuck it, if I'm at a distance, I can do what I want, and that was a mistake. And Gojo literally rips their eyes out. And then just smushes them into smithereens. Uh, There's also that blood brother. He's one of the first uterus womb kids. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. There, there were seven, I think there was like seven of them, cursed wound paintings, and some were stolen, and and he's one of them. So he kills using people's blood. So, oh man, it was fucking tragic when that train showed up, and all the humans, they can't see the cursed spirits, they only see So they just started Gojo. dying. Yeah, they see Gojo, well they can see, I think they can see Mahito's man-made cursed spirit but they can't see the volcano or the flower spirit so they just see people flying at gojo and then being stopped in midair and then being thrown down so everyone's like in the intro we're seeing mojito just tear through a train like fucking shit up and like i was wondering when that was actually gonna come into play or if that was just kind of like fun Here's him skipping through a train, fucking shit around. But then when I saw the train, I was like, ah, here here we go. Here we go. It it comes in. Nina Dory shows up and sees a a girl just like glass-eyed staring at the train tracks. And she's like, 
he turns them all and then she also explodes into a cursed spirit i'm waiting for yuji to get there like i'm super stoked for that now that we know what happens to gojo Oh, for sure he's going to stay in the box for a while. There's no way that Yuji just saves him. Real easy. So, yeah, they fuck around with Gojo for a while, and eventually Gojo does decide that he can use his domain, and as long as he doesn't keep these human beings in a vacuum for too long, they'll they'll be okay. So he prioritizes all the cursed spirits, gets out of breath, and and sees we we actually see him try what's this box eric mesker this is a prison box and it takes one full minute in order to activate and gojo's got to be within like what like four meters of it or some shit yeah and uh, real close. yeah he, he's gotta he's gotta stay tight and all that but Trick or out. This is the most manga thing or like comic book esque thing I've ever seen in this show, which is like, I mean, the first part of like two tenths of a second and things like that of him like cutting through like so many monsters in 399 seconds or whatever it is. It's, it was the most comic booky thing. And then the next thing of it can be a minute in his mind, <laughs> things like that was, yeah, was so stupid. Uh, but then, like, Ghetto shows up and takes the top of his head off. Which, you know, Ghetto should be dead. But he doesn't wait. He, he waits to do that until after he's bound and stuff like that. And uh, he's like, you feel like my friend and all that. Like, you look like him. But I know you're not him. Why are you masquerading around as my dead friend? Takes off the top of his head, unsews it, and there's a, a creature, a brain monster. A brain with teeth. Brain with teeth, there. That's where the teeth go, right in the brain. Everybody knows that. Dummy. Yeah. Okay. That's where, oh, okay. That's how you get your adult teeth from your baby teeth. Yeah, your wisdom teeth, they descend. From your brain. And that's why the doctors, they said, I'm I'm stupid now because they they had to dig around in my brain. Eric, the government, insurance companies, and dentists are keeping the people dumb by removing their wisdom teeth. That's just science. It's keeping us pliant. Well... Listener, um, on that note, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Rise up in revolution against your local governments. Um, if we all do it, they can't stop us, I think. That was the that was the thing we all determined in 2019, 2020. I don't, I don't fucking remember. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to drop you off at, um, what, what do you think? The, the Capitol the building? Um, we're going <laughs> to... I'm sorry. This is a terrible outro. This <laughs> is awful. Uh, listener, for real though, thanks for hanging out with us. We hope that you had a fun time. We hope that we entertained you. We're always remember, it's preferable to fight a bear versus a boar. Uh, and also, go have fun and play some mahjong. And until next time, bye! bye.